0: Hi, and welcome to Undressed. I'm Megan Collins of Style Girlfriend. If you're a regular follower of SG, you know we're all about providing the female perspective on all things men's style and more. We get it, being a modern man probably feels more confusing than ever today. Style Girlfriend gives its audience insight into the type of man women want to be with, from how he dresses to how he acts. Bottom line, we know that great style doesn't end with the clothes in your closet. So join us as one of my writers, Taylor Davies, and I discuss the latest in the weird, wonderful world of men. We'll give you the inside scoop on what women are really thinking about what's going on. Megan, this is the fanciest thing we've ever done. You know we're recording right now. Yeah, but I just wanted to
1: capture this moment for Instagram.
0: I feel like you don't appreciate the amount of time that it takes to edit these. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Hi, guys. It's Megan Collins from Style Girlfriend. We're back for another episode of Undressed. I'm joined by Taylor Mm -hmm. Davies, as always. Hey, guys. If you notice that we sound just laughably better than past episodes, that's because we're in the Anchor Labs today.
1: We sure are. It's really nice.
0: It's really nice. You can't stop pretending to be Terry Gross.
1: No, I can't.
0: (laughs) Which I feel like is going to affect the uh, authenticity of the pod today, maybe.
1: I'm going to be speaking slower and softer and with a much more monotone sound
0: honestly it might soothe our listeners they might like it better they might like podcast taylor better
1: this could be my like breakout into asmr
0: terry taylor <laughs> yeah but a big thanks uh to anchor for having us we're gonna hopefully be recording here from here on out I'm, oh really i hope so oh if what they'll have fun us back yeah you that'd be awesome like, make a mess in here today i don't know
1: i'll try not to
0: <laughs> please thank you <laughs> And big things to last week's new supporters on Anchor. So Anchor is the platform that Style Girlfriend runs on, though of course you can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and everywhere else you might uh, listen to your podcast. Mm -hmm. But if you would like to help keep Style Girlfriends undressed, Ad free. Yeah, which is go, so nice. Yeah. You can go support us there. So just head to anchor.fm backslash style girlfriend and click on support this podcast.
1: And support this podcast. And right. you can pick different amounts, right? You can do ninety-nine cents a month, four ninety nine a month, and even nine ninety nine a month.
0: Again, the podcast voice, I'm <laughs> digging it. I just want to watch you like do slime in your hand or whatever. Yeah. No,
1: It's really happening without me like thinking about it too
0: much too. Yeah. Or like, listen, to you brush your hair. I think that might be next. That might yeah. be next week.
1: I was listening to something the other day that was talking about how there's a 13 year old girl that's really big on ASMR YouTube and she taps acrylic nails on like a bottle of seltzer after she finishes drinking it.
0: Oh my God. I think I just had an orgasm. That sounds amazing. <laughs>
1: and that's the whole thing with ASMR, right? Too. It's like, kind of sexual but also kind of soothing for people who like suffer from ASMR or something weird like that and now well, it's become this like weird Well, you can suffer
0: from it. Oh, ASMR I thought it was a condition, thing, right? ASMR is like the thing to help It's the
1: soothing thing to help the condition.
0: I, well, if it is a condition at all. I don't know what the condition would be. Not listening to nails tapping?
1: No, or maybe it's like something to do with anxiety. I don't know. We should not digress any further on this.
0: It's true. Uh I do want to just call out two new supporters, Mark and Tim. You guys are great. Thank <gasps> Mark you Mark and Tim. So much. Mark Thank and Tim. you guys. Tim and Mark.
1: Yeah, Tim and Mark.
0: Mark, Tim. The dynamic man, duo. Tark. Yeah. You're <laughs> <Could> we... <laughs> already giving them a wedding own... hashtag? <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> uh, no, they supported us separately. Who knows? I mean, they're probably not even friends in real life.
1: Oh, I like to imagine them like sitting next to each other on their laptops being like, should we do this? Should we both support Style Girlfriend? Dude, and then they both killer. were like, yeah. And then they high-fived and pressed click support together at the same time. And it was like, you know, on... Um, Shoot, what's the uh power no um Captain Planet when they all stick their rings in the air. Captain
0: Yeah, Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, or the Save by
1: the Bell high five, something like that.
0: Right, it was definitely in sync. Yeah. So if anybody else wants to get in sync and support our podcast. Yeah. Do it.
1: do it together, take a video, send it to us.
0: <laughs> and as always, definitely let us know you're listening.
1: Yeah. Use my favorite method, which is to take a screenshot that you're listening on your phone and then post it to your Instagram stories. Tag Megan at Style GF. Tag me at Shut Up, I Love That. We'll send you a nice response, maybe a heart, maybe a comment. Depends on how good your Instagram story reference
0: is. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you'll get a gif if you're lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Taylor, I want to jump right into this week's news because. It's a lot, and I, okay. I need you to help me untangle it. I'm ready. We really need to talk about Pete Davidson.
1: We sure do.
0: And I kind of feel better about it because it's the first time we're talking about Pete Davidson in reference to style, because he's always like we've talked about him a lot this summer. He probably more is than we Truly
1: have. the big the big mood of the Style Girlfriend podcast this summer has just been anything and everything, Pete Davidson.
0: So Esquire crowned him sort of like the king of sleaze style actually stealing the crown from Justin Bieber.
1: Okay, wow.
0: So can you talk about sleaze style at all?
1: To me, sleaze style, the base layer of sleaze style is a wife beater. And then maybe from there you've got like your hair. I don't know. Your hair can't be good, right? You can't have a coif. Maybe you're putting in like minimal effort with your grooming situation. Like I'm trying to think of like Justin Bieber when he is sleazy. It's like the hair is kind of straw-ish. The mustache is sort of gross
0: it's it's like a whiff of a mustache I it's mean, like a mustache. it's shake. like a,
1: definitely like a 14 to 15 year old like attempt at a mustache mm. I'm not doing too well what do you well, how would you describe it
0: well it's interesting because so Pete Davidson just had this GQ profile yeah um, I read it and wore some really wait sort was it of, GQ or Esquire so it was, he was in GQ in the fall style issue. I don't know GQ the most recent GQ style the one with I want to say Tyler the creator on the cover oh 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 yep and maybe two days earlier, Jonathan Evans over in Esquire had written about Sleaze style and talked about, again, Jonathan oh, okay. references. Justin Bieber, you. Pete Davidson. And it's really interesting because it feels like that's, I'm not going to use this right, I shouldn't have even said this, but that's like the wave mm. that like hashtag menswear is on this summer. It's like, yeah. do you wear basketball shorts and maybe like Moonlight as a drug dealer? Great, we're going to put you on the cover. Yeah. And it's, I don't get it. Sour Mamba on Twitter said Pete Davidson becoming some kind of sex symbol is proof that anything is possible when you're a tall white man who looks like you're getting over a bad cold.
1: Wow. Wow, 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 wow,
0: wow. And it just makes me want to die. Like, I don't understand this, like, scum chic vibe. Well, don't
1: you feel like, okay, I feel like what is happening, I'm going to get a little bit deep on you with my, like, You know, parallels here. But I feel like this um, presidency and this like government uh, wave that we're in right now is a direct sort of rebellion against and the bounce back from uh, the Obama era. Like we're kind of bouncing back like politically and all of that stuff. Sure. Now, I also think that during that time was when menswear was in more of that like sprezzatura, um, tailored, like a little bit more refined was sort of the most popular look. And I think that everything is cyclical, right? So we're just sort of like in the cycle that's moving away from what was trendy before into sort of like almost the polar opposite of that. And I think that's just sort of the way style is. I'm not particularly a fan of how this cycle has turned. I think sleeve style is pretty gross. And it's interesting too because I feel like it's so, it's pretty narrowed down to like, celebrities like I don't really see like average dudes who don't have like sort of their finger on the pulse of I don't know like pop culture taking an interest do you
0: yeah I mean I don't really see it on the streets too much but I also think that's because if a non-famous person dresses the way that again Justin Bieber or Pete Davidson dresses they would just look like a drug dealer
1: exactly you don't have the facial recognition to be like oh he's but doing he's this doing on, it on purpose, purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I don't know if that means stay away because it's not gonna work for you like I don't want to ever discourage people from kind of trying a trend
1: yeah pull an element that works for you and give it a try like Jonah Hill wearing all this like ratty like tie-dye like insanity I don't hate tie-dye as a concept I don't hate tie-dye what about a, a, a tie-dye like short sleeve button-down shirt maybe it's a little bit breezier maybe it's not that like kind of like Um, like stiffer peak fabric that you find in like the Riviera or whatever, maybe it's more billowy, kind of like a Tommy Bahama kind of vibe and a little bit oversized, great. I think that's something that you and I would be like, way to incorporate.
0: Right, rather than purple, grimace, poofy wind pants.
1: I can't with
0: that. And so much of it is also just being able to pull off any, like Justin Bieber arguably has swagger. Same with Pete Davidson, like we've talked about BDE, like yeah. he's got it. So I think some of it too is just the attitude that it takes to wear like a hooded sweatshirt in 90 degree weather or whatever it may <laughs> be that they're putting yeah, on. totally. <laughs>
1: it's funny to watch, I guess, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's stylish. I feel like in the nice counterbalance, did you see Chris Hemsworth on the cover of GQ for September? Did
0: I haven't you? read it yet, it looks great.
1: I read it this morning and it's comforting he's just i've always like had such a like thing for him he's so like buried deep in my like like sexual um like what would you call like my my like he's in the bank he's in my bank yeah for sure (laughs) But it's like very refreshing to like, I don't know. And GQ always, GQ, I don't feel like is ever going to put sleaze style on their cover. They're never going to be that magazine. Not
0: Magazine. On the main magazine. No, right.
1: not on their print magazine. And But they've got him in sort of like very classic. Yeah, very, what's he wearing?
0: It's like in you know, like a shearling jacket that you just want to get
1: like jacket. up in. Mm, like a cream turtleneck. Like, oh, like a trench coat of some kind. Like a pair of pants and a jacket and no shirt. And like, I don't know, a necklace that. He, ha- I don't know. There's some really delicious photos. Oh, they put him in Hems glasses. They put him in like fake glasses Ooh. in like a couple of the pictures. And I was like, mm. he looks really a lot like, um, he looks very old Hollywood. Mm.
0: <sighs> <laughs> That's funny that I, I will read it. I'm. We should link to it. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's um, Lauren Larson, a writer who I love. Yeah. It's her first cover profile. And I think like she kind of gets into like talking about being woke. Like, I think on the cover, it's like, he's a feminist.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, and they talked to Tessa Thompson, who was one of his co-stars in Thor Ragnarok. Which which, you and I
0: both (gasps) unexpectedly enjoyed.
1: uh, Yeah, I watched it on a plane because I had seen the first one, and obviously, as I said, Chris Hemsworth is, like, in my bank where I just, like, watch him in movies just to look at him. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in my, like, middle seat on whatever flight I was on just yucking it up laughing out loud trying to like stifle my giggles it is a thoroughly enjoyable movie and I feel like what they talk about a lot in the article is that like it's kind of just opening up that you can be this like different idea of masculine where you're like you're kind of introspective and you're kind of like you know self-deprecating and a little bit goofy and it's so it's a fun movie to watch and you feel like through the article you see that like maybe that's who he really is like you know like a dad he's like so Australian he just is like I
0: don't know, so sweet. He's married to Elsa, how do you say her last name? Pataki? Pataki? Yeah. Who I guess is in the Fast and Furious movies, or at least was in one of them that I don't think I saw. But I, I don't know why I hold this so deeply in my heart, but someone on Twitter once said I looked like her. And so ever since, I'm just like, so I'm sort of married to chris hemsworth yeah
1: in the upside down you are his wife right, like right, in the right, alternate right. universe for sure that's how it goes
0: okay yeah, yeah. i just want to make sure that's how it works but you
1: know what's great is that if you look like elsa pataki i look like elsa pataki so i too am married to chris hemsworth in the third universe that exists
0: <laughs> i mean there's got to be multiple like there's all these different dimensions that are happening
1: there's no way there isn't
0: yeah there's no way that in <laughs> two other universes you and i both aren't married to chris hemsworth somehow yeah uh, speaking of uh, the Chris's, can we just talk for a second about Chris Pratt? <sighs> yeah. I know. I know. So this weekend, I don't know if there's like some agreement that goes around where people are like, we're all going to talk about Crazy Rich Asians this weekend. Sure. But they, everyone did. Yeah. And I think that's great. That I do too. Everyone should go see it. Representation matters. But the way that Chris Pratt went about it was just very clunky and sort of made me feel like he should go away. (laughs) And he said, God, what did he say? He was like, holy crap, I went into crazy rich Asians not knowing what to expect, and it blew my socks off. And, like, I guess my thing is, like, he talks like a puppet. No one says holy crap anymore. No. And also, didn't he know what to expect? Like, it's a pretty straightforward romantic comedy, right? It's not really hard to know what you were going to get going in, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's hard too because I think that now that there are so many celebrities who are so active on social media and there are so many that are really good at it that our standards for what is acceptable to say on social media have become so high and if you aren't meeting them it's like just stop. Just stop. But I you know, I think it's funny cuz you look at something like that and you're like, okay, like That one of two things happened: either his publicist has the reins of his social media and posted that on his behalf, or he got his Twitter account away from his publicist and was like, "I want to tweet about crazy rich Asians," and that's what he barfed out. And you're like, "Oh, is he kind of a bozo?" And I also like, sorry, like I just have not really like held him in high esteem since his breakup with Anna Faris. Like, too bad, like I didn't take his side in that, and he's kind of over for me.
0: I've been on a real journey with him because obviously Parks and Rec, everyone yeah, so endearing. Yeah, so sweet. And then he has that breakout moment in uh I don't know, Battlestar Galactica or whatever no, that's Guardians of the Galaxy. Close enough. Battlestar like Galactica. I don't know. It's a superhero movie in space. Battlestar
1: Galactica, I don't think is a superhero movie.
0: But is it in space? Yeah, it's definitely in space. Okay, so I was close. Okay. All right. Yeah. But like anyway. Right. He like got all ripped and people yeah. were like, oh, like He has range in his abs, I guess. Add another Chris to the list. Right. (laughs) And I'm not saying he's not movie star-esque, but, like, I wouldn't be mad if he just sort of stayed on TV forever. Like, I just don't know that he has the range to be, like, a movie star. He doesn't seem very smart. Like, if you're saying, holy crap, like, it's just, I don't know that I think you have that many layers to mine or that much depth.
1: He doesn't have the range.
0: He doesn't have the range. Yeah, and I think
1: I don't know, again, I think we end up holding celebrities to such high standards and like we want them to be as witty and smart as the characters they play on screen, off screen, and like sometimes that's just not the case. And I think he's just to me he's just like other like compared to the other Chrises who I feel like I don't know, I just They're all a little bit self-aware. I guess I like Jurassic World.
0: Yeah. I guess.
1: I don't know. I like the other ones better. If you have to like choose among white boy Chris's. And we do. And we do because and I've clearly cemented my (laughs) November. (laughs) I've cemented my stance for Chris Hemsworth as number one hot Chris. And Chris Pratt is for sure
0: last. He's for sure
1: last. Hmm. Okay, interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the next thing on our outline, <laughs> did you see this last night? Yeah, I
1: did. I mean, I read it this morning, and I was like, this is going to be interesting. Hey, at
0: least you read the outline. I'm proud of you. Oh, rude. <laughs> <laughs> I literally – okay, so I did the outline earlier this – I don't know, earlier this weekend, and I – the night before, I was like, oh, I really want to talk about blah. Like, it came up in my head when I was, like, half asleep. Mm-hmm. And I made the mistake of not immediately getting up and writing it down or punching it in, you know, to my phone to remind myself. So, here's what I wrote down the next morning because I couldn't remember. But I did remember that I had a really good idea. And I said, let's talk about how guys don't understand what it feels like. to, And then I didn't know. I had to, like, oh, the dot, dot, <laughs> dot that because I didn't remember. I've been hoping it would just miraculously spring back into my head. it has not, so we're gonna have to skip that topic for now. okay. But I hope that you guys are on the edge of your seats because it's <laughs> it must be good. yeah, I
1: hope you think of it and then tweet it. I think that'll probably happen like later today, right?
0: Oh, probably you'll think of what it was yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. uh, another thing that happened over the weekend that I do want to talk about and it's just more of an open uh conversation that i I want to hear your point of view, Taylor but <laughs> What's the latest that you've gotten a you up text?
1: Okay, I read this on the line, and I'll be honest with you, it made me feel a little sad.
0: Because you have not gotten as many as I have? Well, that shouldn't make you feel sad. That should make you feel proud of yourself, because you must be someone who doesn't seem like they would respond to you up text. Because, okay, here's what happened. This weekend, I got one from someone that I know very casually, like... Uh, what kind But
1: romantically?
0: No. Well. No. Oh. So, how can I even say this without saying too much? He writes for a men's magazine, and so we're friendly on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then we like DM'd about a couple of things, and then he was like, "What's your number?" Just so I have it. And I was like, "Sure, that seems normal and a thing, and like we work in the same world. Great. Here it is." And then didn't really use it. Whatever. Whatever. Twelve twenty a.m. on Saturday night, or I guess Sunday morning at this point. I get a what was it? It was like what have you been up to? Wait, maybe it's on my I'm not connected to the internet here. Let's Uh-oh. see. It's um, hey there. Oh, at 12:20 on Saturday. Mhm. So I didn't respond. No. And didn't respond the next morning. He ended up texting again like last night and was like I guess he's on vacation he was just like oh it's like cold and raining here and I was just like I'm not gonna I don't know if you're trying to save yourself right now like I don't know if you're trying to pull it back and like pretend that this is continuing the conversation but it was wild and it just got me like scrolling through my screenshots because I found one from another guy that I did I was actually romantically involved with who was a total bozo and I'm pretty sure I sent it to you, which yeah. is why I had the screenshot of yep. it, and it said, and this is like months and months and months ago, after we had pretty much stopped like seeing each other because he wanted to be casual and I didn't, and yeah. so I was like, peace. And I got a, what are you up to tonight? But do you know why I didn't see it till the next morning, Taylor? Why? Because he sent it at 4.30 a.m.
1: Ooh, boy.
0: What is anyone up to at 4.30 in the morning?
1: Either drunk stuff or sleeping stuff.
0: It was wild. I couldn't even like. I, I don't think I must have really let it burn into my brain at the time how crazy that was. But I remember sending it to you, and you, like, I mean, we just uh, we had you just have
1: to giggle. And we're like, what What else are you supposed to do? I know. I mean. You know, what's funny is I feel like if I looked through, um, you know, when you click over to the eye in a chat with someone and you look through all of the documents that have been sent back and forth, I would say 90% of them between you and I, a lot of them are screenshots <laughs> of particular people sending you particular texts and me being like, really?
0: Like, what a bozo. What a bozo. So here's my question. Okay. So like, I know that I, people have joked about like adding like an are you drunk extension or like an app or something to prevent you from sending messages i guess i'm curious like what do you think the road bump should be for this extension that we're going to create and make a million dollars off of because i feel like you know i think that if you have gmail you can do something where you have to like solve a math problem but i'm curious if maybe it makes more sense to have it be more of like like a pop-up screen comes up and it's like an existential question right like is this going to feel good in the morning? Mm-mm. Are you going to be happy with how you're living your life if you send this? No. What would your sister think if she saw this? Like, I just want the guy to stop and be like, "Is like, is this the type of decision I want to make in my life?" You're so idealistic, <laughs> Megan.
1: If a drunk guy like tests the hoops to jump through sending a you up text are like, are you gonna feel good about this tomorrow morning? For sure. Do you care if your (laughs) sister sees this? Not at all. Uh, Are you gonna like, is this like the message you wanna be sending? A hundred percent. If you're drunk and you're sending that text, you're already in the mindset of like, I couldn't possibly be making a better decision right now if I tried and even if I'm not, I don't care what kind of hoops I have to jump through. I think it should be like a legitimate like field sobriety test. Like I think you should have to like do some sort of like tactile functioning with your phone where you're like touch it to your nose, touch it to your left <laughs> ear, touch it to your right ear. Take a picture of your face where your mouth is closed. Like I don't know, like I think you should have to do like field sobriety, not like existential like how are you going to feel the next morning questions. I don't I think people are just going to do what they want to do late night. Like I certainly would. I'll tell myself anything to allow myself to send the text I'm not supposed to send. I I sent a text I shouldn't have sent yesterday afternoon.
0: Oh. Dead sober. I'm going to have to hear about that later. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so you're saying we've got some ways to go on like the product roadmap here. but
1: We do. We've got to <laughs> workshop a few things. And what will be fun is that in order to make sure they work, we have to get drunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great, though. Yeah. What should we call it?
1: Um... Are you sure you're up?
0: <laughs> Perfect. Oh my God. I can't wait for the money to just start rolling in. Um, Shark Tank, here we come. <laughs> hey, sharks, I've got a great opportunity for you. <laughs> Mark, I know you've been here. Uh, oh my
1: God. One thing I'd like to add is that um, I wish I was getting more you up text. Like, I, I don't think anybody's like, nobody's like looking for me late night. And I just, I think I should be putting out maybe a little more BDE in my life to let people know, like, I don't go to bed early. I'm out and about. Like,
0: hit me up. Oh, don't hit me up. Hit me up at 4 in the afternoon and ask me out for the next day. I know, but I Or three days later. Give me some time to prepare. Make it during normal working hours. Spell everything correctly.
1: I want it both ways. I want both. I want the classy text asking me out. And I, I just want to feel wanted. Like, I don't want to have to say yes. Okay. I just want to be able to, like, lay my head on the pillow at night going, hey, <laughs> I am wanted.
0: When you say you want it both ways, do you want it both ways from the same person?
1: Oh, maybe. Maybe I just want a variety pack. Like, maybe I want to, like, have someone who I'm, like, interested in a real way and then be like, haha, like, have some – it's, I don't know, it's such an ego thing, right? Like, this isn't a nice thing to be saying about the people you want in your life, but everybody, I think, wants to feel wanted in, like, sort of a 360 way. You want to feel wanted for the person you are. You want to feel wanted for your, like, um, like sexuality and also your mind and your personality. So, like, yeah, of course, it would be deluxe AF to be getting, like, the sweet and perfect, like, chatty texts from the guy that you have a genuine interest in and the sexy text from him and also on the side the sexy text from someone else who you get to reject because you've got the main interest going on okay you know it's like it's like when there's a love triangle in a rom-com right like you want to be the center of the triangle always and i think that's not healthy and it's not nice to the people in the triangle but i'm not perfect (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow, that's that's quite the comparison. And honestly, it brings us to our hot takes because mm-hmm. I looked and you wrote yours down early in the outline. You You're welcome, a gold star, Taylor. Thank you. Tell me, tell me your hot takes because I'm <clears throat> super on board.
1: Oh, great. So my hot take is that I'm really here for Netflix's big move of bringing back the rom com. Um, this has been like a popular topic of conversation for a few months. I'm not like reinventing the wheel by saying this, but yeah, we basically, talked about this
0: earlier this summer. Yeah,
1: and when Set It Up came out, it was like such a big deal because everybody was saying like, "Oh my gosh, it's so fun and refreshing to have this like romantic comedy that's just like it's exactly what you want it to be. It's formulaic. It's going to go the way you think it's going to go. But then what makes it fun and modern is that they're updating all of the little the little pieces along the way so that you don't feel like it's kind of icky or that it's sort of reinforcing bad stereotypes about men and women and how you feel accomplished in your life or how you feel like you've achieved what you want, right? Like typical rom-coms used to kind of like posit that you wouldn't be complete and you wouldn't be happy until you had a guy, right? And these like set it up and like the kissing booth and all these like really fun uh, rom-coms that Netflix is doing are sort of Giving you that feel good formula, but also giving you the feel good of being like, oh, this is also like representing the way people are and not that like romance is the only element in your life that matters.
0: Right. Formulas Uh, aren't such a bad thing as long as they're executed well.
1: Exactly. And it's, I think we really had such a pullback from rom coms. Like there was such a drought of romantic comedy movies for so long because people sort of grew out of that um, style of movie and we had to kind of really like take some time and some very like, serious films and like just romances that didn't go well right like things that were had more of like sad depressing endings like 500 days of summer or like something even quirkier like drinking buddies or like different movies like that um and then my sort of bring it around for this week relevancy is that um yesterday I'd just gotten back from like oh I had to fly from Florida at six o'clock in the morning yesterday um, got back to my apartment at 9 a.m., promptly got right into bed and slept for three hours. But when I woke up, I was all still feeling like I deserved to keep laying in bed all day.
0: As one does. Outside. Yeah,
1: even though you wanted me to come see an apartment with you, I couldn't do it. I could not get out of bed. I was so tired. But anyway, I laid there and I watched – um to All the Boys I've Loved Before, which is like Netflix's like next rom com.
0: Yeah, it was based on a like a YA novel. Uh-huh. That this authored, I want to say her name is Jenny Han, wrote and yeah. was really popular. Yes. And it's about a half
1: Korean half teenage girl.
0: Right. I teen.
1: believe Korean. I think that's what I heard in the movie. I think so. But yeah. Was, and the dad is the dad in the, the movie dad is John Aiden. Corbett. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Aiden from <laughs> sex in the city. Oh my God. It was so sweet. I watched it too. I watched it on oh, Saturday because it was gross out here. Yeah and it was so sweet so
1: sweet so fun and like formulaic but also like you just like you love the formula and you love sort of the different elements that make it unique and special and charming i don't know what it is that we need so much right now about that but it like it's hitting something in me that's like it's not scratching an itch but it kind of is basically that i feel like i really am wanting right now
0: to be honest i think there's something about the idea that knowing that uh, media you're consuming, a story you're consuming, that it's going to end well. Mm-hmm. I think right now is so much that's in flux and so much where it's sort of like we don't know what's going to happen next. I think there's something really nice about rom-coms where you're like, okay, nobody's going to die. Like, nothing, like, nobody's going to get raped. Like, mm-hmm. nothing really, really bad is going to happen. Yeah. Like, everybody's going to be happy at the end of whatever this hour and a half thing that <laughs> I'm consuming it. There's, like, a safety in that. It's like wrapping up in one of those gravity blankets.
1: Absolutely. I think that's totally what it is. It's just a really, I don't know, I hate to like use the term self care, but it is sort of an element of like, it's really mentally soothing and relaxing for like you said, when everything else is kind of in chaos in flux, you read the news, you open up social media, and you just don't know what you're going to get and what kind of like roller coaster you're going to be taken through. But when you tune everything out and like put on one of these movies, you just kind of like, oh, it's like a little bit of like, a yeah, it is. It's a gravity blanket for your mind. Yeah. And it feels really good.
0: Oh, it feels great. Yeah, if you guys haven't watched it, honestly it's cute.
1: It's really cute. I would start with set it up if you haven't seen it. It's such a good like watch it with your SO, watch it on your own. I mean, sure. I feel like I know a lot of guys who don't like to talk that publicly about it and then some who do, but like guys love rom-coms too. And yeah. pretending that you don't is stupid.
0: It's 2018. Watch a yeah. rom-com.
1: Watch the rom-com.
0: <laughs> My um hot take this week. So, today's Monday. This will be going live tomorrow uh-huh. if all goes well. Mm. Tonight is the MTV VMAs.
1: Oh, wow. I like didn't know that.
0: Yeah. So tonight are the VMAs. Wow. Or I guess when people are listening to this, the VMAs were last night. Apologies if we didn't talk about some major moment that happened. Um, but we can't. We can't time travel. Nope. Not yet. But I just, I think that like one of the ways that I know I'm old is that when I think about things like the VMAs, all I think about is how like cringy it is for everyone involved. Like, you know that Lo is going because she's getting this, like, Icon Award or whatever, but she's, what, like, 45? She doesn't want to go to the damn VMAs. She's like, this is for kids. It's so silly. This is a work function. I'm going to stop in at the after party for a hot minute, and I'm, like, going to go home and have, like, hot Latina sex with A-Rod, and it's going to be great, mm-hmm. right? And, like, maybe the cast of Riverdale is there, and they think it's fun because this is still sort of, like, early in their, like, awards show you know, hitting up that kind of thing. But like the more that I see it and the more like red carpets of it, I see it like these people are just on the clock. It's not fun. It's not like zany and unexpected. What's going to happen. And like, who's going to say what, like, it's not like that. And I don't know, maybe if, if it ever was, but when I look at it through the hindsight of like, again, Feeling older now and yeah. maybe more cynical. I'm just like, oh God, it's just like one long advertisement for whatever the next Fast and Furious movie is. Like, that's it's all just leading up to someone coming out and being like, the breakout artist sponsored by Clearasil is someone who I've never heard of before yeah. that's on a show about vampires. Like, and I, I don't like it.
1: Yeah, but I feel like VMAs is Video Music Awards. So, this is just gonna be all musical, right? And all for music videos. Essentially,
0: which I guess still exist. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. Like,
1: we were talking about this the other day about how, like, every now and then I have to, like, dip in and, like, watch a music video just to, like, remind myself that they exist and, like, see what's going on. And I think that it's interesting because, truly, before social media, when we were all watching TV in a different way than we are now, like, the days of TRL, the days of pop up video, and, like, all of that stuff, like, on VH1 and those shows that, like, made you feel like, That video content was super relevant. Like, they've really gone by the wayside. Cause I do remember when, like, I think when Lady Gaga, some of her most, like, memorable, sort of, like, zany outfits, I think have been for VMA appearances. And those were, like, kind of, like, early 2000s moments or, like, mid 2000s moments that, like,
0: like the meat dress was the meat dress? Yeah, I think the meat dress was when she showed up in an egg.
1: I, yeah, I think you're totally right. And I think it makes me feel a little bit old too, especially because. I mean, it'll be like when we look at um, sort of like fashion roundups from Oof. the red carpet and stuff tomorrow. We're not going to know who anyone is. Nope. Besides, who else do you think will be there besides JLo that we've heard of?
0: You got me. Like, I probably enjoyed in my youth longer than it was age appropriate. Like I very much remember staying home to watch Diddy perform uh, I'll Be Missing You. Oh my
1: God, yeah.
0: And being late to like... A soccer game because like at my school football like our team was bad but our soccer team was really good so mm-hmm. soccer games were like the big thing to go to on the week like on a Friday night and I was really late to the soccer game because I wanted to stay home and watch the VMAs and that was like high school so I definitely like hold a space in my heart for those kind of things yeah. but I also just now look at them and I'm like oh they're so tainted
1: <laughs> I know it's funny that it's still happening and like how it evolved you're sort of like oh this is I've aged out of this experience but
0: maybe that's okay yeah. Because
1: maybe it is for the high school kids who are staying home and still want to watch it because it's relevant for them and we can feel a blessing upon us to be like, I don't need to care about this anymore.
0: Leave it to the teens. Yeah, leave it to the teens. They'll save us. I hope so. After they stop being obsessed with like Jughead from Riverdale. I don't know.
1: Oh cool. Yeah, he's cute though.
0: He was okay. But oh that's another that's the one that
1: was relevant MTV point. He won oh no, teen choice.
0: Uh, oh the Choice male hottie. Over like Archie. I oh, see. Yeah, look, and like, we're not that Chris Chris We, we shouldn't <laughs> have opinions on this. We shouldn't have opinions.
1: No, on we shouldn't. This. <laughs> we should delete this. <laughs> Edit it Is he over out.
0: 21? If he's over 21, we can leave it in. Oh,
1: I'm sure he is.
0: Okay, then it's fine. <laughs> I mean, but it is weird that he, like, first showed up on our radars as, like, him and his twin, right? We're on that Disney show. Yeah, where sweet life of Zach and, and Cody. Yeah.
1: It's amazing they turned out the way they did. Nobody saw that coming. Nope. They, no. They look great.
0: Wow. Okay, I hope they're over 21. All right. And with that, thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know. If you hated it, keep it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And give us
1: some feedback on the sound quality. Yeah. Because I think we sound really professional and that this could be the most enjoyable recording of this podcast you've ever heard.
0: All right, that's it for us next week. Like I said, we'll be back. Taylor will be brushing her hair for an entire hour. So (laughs) get ready. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: (laughs) If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review Untrust on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever it is you may listen. And if you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting the show to help us keep it ad-free. Just head to anchor.fm slash stylegirlfriend and click on the purple support this podcast button. Thanks. Bye.